you know, to me, life is about really uh, solving problems and having challenges and having purpose. And, and part of life, by the way, life is, you know, basically built from experiences. Yeah. And so if you're not experiencing bad and difficulties and, and sad times, you're not living life. You have to learn really what you need to do is to learn to embrace the different things that are a part of life. Otherwise, you might as well just die. I mean, I don't want to, com you know, saying commit suicide or anything like that. <laughs> but my point is, is that if you're going to live that life and be on this planet, embrace and enjoy it all, even, yeah. when, it, even when it hurts. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Mike C-Rock Sirocco here with me. He is the CEO of Building People Inc., which is the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of movement. He is the author of Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. He is also a performance coach and author, dynamic public speaker, tech visionary, and thought leader, among a whole bunch of other things. And so we're going to have a fun conversation today. Uh, he's also in an industry I used to be in and in mortgages, but one of the most powerful things he does out there is as a coach, he's got uh, other people's success on his mind constantly. And so we're going to learn today about some of the ways that you can put this into your life with your kids and, uh, and everybody rises up, right? So with that, welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks, Cody. Hey, I'll start every show I go on with gratitude, man, because, you know, first of all, I'm just extremely grateful to be able to talk for a living. Um, and I'm humbled by the opportunity um, because people actually want to hear my voice. It's crazy. So thank yeah. you so much for having me, man. I would say the barrier to enter on talking for a living is not real hard. It's just how to get people to listen to you, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about this, man. Let's talk about... Uh, Let's hop in and kind of, and, and I want to know what is the, what are you made of movement? So that's the name of the podcast. First of all, that I started um, about two years ago. And what I found was, is that I had a story to tell. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know that sharing your story was as important as it was. And, you know, I was at growth con 10 X growth con uh, in 2019 and I was sitting in Marlin stadium in, in Miami there. And I was sitting by the pitcher's mound. They had seats all over the floor or all over the field the big stage and a guy named Pete Vargas was speaking and it was the first time he'd been on a stage that big and you could tell he was sweating and nervous. His face looked scared. And Pete is a friend of mine. He'll tell you the same thing. It's not something I'm talking about behind his back, but I love Pete to death, but he was telling a story about him and his father's relationship. And his thing is teaching people how to sell from stage and how to connect with the audience. And, you know, he did it, man. Like I was sitting there listening to him and everybody in the area disappeared. And it was like me and Pete just sitting there talking. It was the weirdest experience. And I, I sat there and listened and I thought to myself, well, man, I got a story like that. And then Pete 
really showed me how important it is to share your story, no matter how embarrassing it is, how ordinary it is. If you don't think people would care about your story, who am I to share my story? Or this is the one that messed me up the most. I underestimated the power of your story to inspire millions and millions, or maybe even more people. And so I said, after that moment, I got to get involved with this guy. I got to learn from him and I got to get on some kind of platform to get my message out. And so I started being obsessed with this every morning. I'd wake up like, how can I share my story with more people? Not, it's not about me. Like some people get into this thing and sometimes it goes through your own head where you're like, oh, man, it's about me. It's not about me. It's about who can I inspire and impact? Yeah. So I started sharing my story with people, one, two, 10. And people were like, man, yeah, I can't believe you went through that. Like that's inspiring. I can relate to that. And I'm like, wow, shoot, if, if, if it's 10 people, what about 10 million people? So how can I reach 10 million people? So I said, well, let me start a podcast. And then I said, let me write a book. And then I said, let me get on stages. And then I said, let me stand on 10X Growth Con stage and, and share a little bit about my story. And I was able to do that this year, by the way. Oh, awesome. So, so uh, you know, just manifesting things and thinking about things. So I, I created the podcast to four or five episodes of me sharing my story. And then from there, it was, let me bring other people on, provide a platform for them to share their story. Successful people that share what their, what their ingredients were that went into making them. You know, uh, I think I'm around 150 interviews in a podcast, right? And I like to joke with people when I'm, I didn't tell you this, but normally what I tell people is the format for the podcast is the podcast is for me. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and I get to hear the stories and I get to ask the questions and other people get to listen in. And the reason I have that mentality to it is, like, I don't necessarily, I don't know that I want to learn from the authority, right? Like, I want to learn from somebody who's willing to say, yeah, man, it's up, down, it's sideways. I got kicked in the teeth here. This is what I, how I got back up. And I get my most inspiration out of those stories. And I haven't interviewed anybody out of 150, what I would call high achievers in life that are people to kind of model after that anybody's had a straight line to success. I right? did. No, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> <I'm first. laughs> Your no, story is going to be not good. Then I'm telling no, you that, that pain and that upset, like yeah, yeah. that's the thing that I think people connect with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You that, know, like, I, I, I think when uh, the journey to success is often invisible. Yeah. You know, I, I was in New York city one time going to a Yankees Astros playoff game a couple of years ago. And I went into this bar afterwards in Rockefeller center area. And my brother and I were sitting in this nice, nice little spot. And I look over and I, I see Mike Rowe. And from Dirty Jobs. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So my brother's like, yeah. So I was, I was like, I'm going to go talk to him, you know? And, and this is before I really knew celebrities or anything like that, you know? Just, I, I say it's like so long ago. Like this past year, by the way, has been unreal. But so he's like, you really going to go talk to him? I'm like, yeah, what the hell? So I went over and, and, and talked to him and said, hey, I was starting my podcast. And uh, I, I know you have a podcast the way I heard it or whatever. It's, I think it's called the way I heard it. And I think it's phenomenal. And I want to learn from people like you. I said, because the journey is like, you know, I don't want to make the same mistakes you made. Yeah. You know? And he goes, mistakes. There have been many. <laughs> He's told me these stories and we got talking and he was going into stories about not just business, but in life. Yeah. And uh, I won't share all of them right now. I'll let him share the, the ones that he told me because uh, I don't know if he wants them out there. But the fact of the matter is that he got to the stage where he is now because he went through all that and ups and downs but nobody sees that most of the time they just see yeah. the successful people and they think when they're going through their journey they have a setback they think well mike Rowe didn't have one c rock didn't cody didn't have one but he's where he is i mean maybe i'm maybe i should quit 
Maybe I should stop going after it because they didn't do this or they didn't go through this to get to that where they are. And so it's important, I think, to share the story of the journey because of that reason. You know, I did too. And I think a lot of that comes from like the, and this is where I would caution people is that when you see these Instagram success people that, that have never had any problems in their life, that throws up a red flag for me, to be honest with you. If somebody, if it's happened for them, fantastic. But when you see these guys who are, you know, I'm 22 years old and I'll show you how to make a thousand dollars a day trading crypto. And it's like, if you really believe that, honestly, he shouldn't be selling courses. He should be just compounding a thousand dollars a day from crypto, right? Like it yeah, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so you see these guys where they're just like, they're throwing out these things and they're not, I, I would, I question, and maybe it's just because of my background and, and all the people that I've talked to in my own story, but I question people who aren't willing to say that they've had a hard time. Yeah, I mean, that authenticity is very important to me because well, I want to. I learned. I learned more in my life when I failed massively. I would never take that back. I've had people ask me a lot of times, like, "Would you take that back?" And I'm like, "No, I needed to learn the lessons I learned at that time." Yeah, and I became a better person on the other end of it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, if they haven't had a hard time, or it is a straight line, they're not trying hard enough. They're yeah. not shooting big enough. Their goals and dreams aren't big enough. So. You that's know, that's a I great point, that, you know? man. I love that because like, if you're always hitting your goals all the time, you're not setting big enough goals. Exactly. And, you know? and so, you know, to me, life is about really uh, solving problems and having challenges and having purpose. And, and part of life, by the way, life is, ex you know, basically built from experiences. Yeah. And so if you're not experiencing bad and difficulties and, and sad times, you're not living life. You have to learn really what you need to do is to learn to embrace the different things that are a part of life. Otherwise you might as well just die. I mean, I don't want to, you know, saying to commit suicide or anything like that. <laughs> but my point is, is that if you're going to live that life and be on this planet, embrace and enjoy it all. Even yeah. when it, even when it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would, I would agree know. with that a hundred percent. That's a, uh, that's a great point because you know, it, I'm, I can't coast. It's not in me. Right. And I, and I and that's what you're kind of talking about. I was like, ah, just coast. Like I, I just can't, you know, it's not, it's ingrained in me. I'd be bored out of my mind, you know? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's, <laughs> I, I can't wait to get to the next all-inclusive resort, like high-end resort. Like I think about that all the time, honestly, yeah. especially in the wintertime in Maryland, man. But, <laughs> but, but then when I get there, I'm like, oh, shit, what now? I cannot sit still on a beach. I can't sit by the pool. Like that's not me, man. I got to, I, I, same thing. It's so crazy how I can't wait to get there. And then I'm like, nice, but you know? So, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So let's talk about, let's, let's shift gears here a little bit. Okay. Because I know, um, from just with kind of reading up about you and, uh, and, um, following through and, and, and seeing some of the things that you've done, but, uh, you have an ability and I guess more of a mission to try and push people into higher limits, right? Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that a safe thing to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So let's talk about this. Let's so when you're approaching that, what drives you to do that? My mission, man. I mean, I, I have a very clear, powerful mission. And that mission is to create unstoppable people. You know, like what, what let me give you a quick story. I mean, I grew up in a broken home. I don't remember my parents together, right? So I grew up around a lot of broken people, a lot of limited thinking, a lot of mental problems. My grandmother committed suicide, a lot of drugs and alcohol. And so for growing up, I dealt with all the 
child support custody battle conflicts, the, the step parents getting involved now, then different agendas and all this different, like just total turmoil. So I seen it all. So when I, when I came to about eight years old, I decided to move in with my dad because my dad was onto a second marriage. My mom was onto her third marriage and I wasn't ready to go into another man's house and learn his rules. So I decided to move in with my dad and try it out. Uh, you know, and I, unfortunately, you know, I found out later, years later, I broke my mom's heart and she was, you know, she'd cry herself to sleep at night. And, you know, I, I think back to those times and it's like, man, you know, I, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. But well, you're an eight, years, you're an eight year old, even making the decision in the first place of massive, <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> right? Like not thinking about uh, the ramifications of your decision as an eight year old, like I have a seven and a nine year old. There's not a lot of secondary ramification thought going through there, right, but right. you know, that's, so for three years, I lived with my dad and uh, my stepmom was, it, it started out great, but then, she, you know, she had problems with my mom and my dad and her would fight a lot about that. And she had issues. And, you know, I, I don't tell this story to bash anybody, but at the end of the day, I, I dealt with a lot of abuse, psychological and, and emotional and, and also threats. And I would sleep with my baseball bat at night sometimes, sometimes mm. as a kid. And, uh, you know, at, at some point through that three years, I just realized that after thinking it was ordinary, that it wasn't ordinary. Yeah. It's not an ordinary way to live your life and, and be growing up as a child. So I told my mom about it finally. And I think when you go through abuse, a lot of times you, you, you don't want to share it with people because you're worried about if people will believe you, what they think, you're embarrassed, or even this is the weirdest thing. A lot of times you worry about the abuser and what's going to happen to them. Yeah. And uh, so I went through that. And then when I finally shared it, my mom said, that's not ordinary. You don't need to live in that situation. So long story short, she filed court papers. My dad got them one day after waiting and waiting. I was, it was like a ticking time bomb waiting to happen. And when he got them, I came home from school. He had these papers in his hand. Now, my dad was my hero. He had a masonry business. He had really hard worker, man, rough hands, big forearms. You know, you shake his hand, you knew he was, you know, mason. every block guy I've ever met in my life scares me to death when I shake their <laughs> hand because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like a bear paw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing is, man, I mean, he was real successful. He had a lot of hundred dollar bills in his pocket all the time with a rubber band around it. That's another thing about Masons, <laughs> cash jobs, you know, but I, I used to get a kick out of it. He'd flash it and all that. Well, when he saw those papers and he confirmed with me that I was wanted to leave, he took that wad of hundred dollar bills out of his pocket, peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mom. Now he may have done that out of, you know, upset or feeling like he was let down and he was just in denial of what was going on. I don't know what the deal was, but what he did was offered me a challenge because I thought at that moment, hey, there ain't no way I'm going to need that money. 11 years old, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to show you. And a spark was lit. And, and long story short, 30 some years now, I've been living off this spark, converting it into fuel. And so what I did two years ago, and then this was subconsciously, I was doing this, right? Two years yeah. ago, something happened where I had to do a kind of a self-assessment. I had to look at my life and say, why do... I keep elevating. My graphs keep going up. Anytime I have a setback, discouragement, I, even if I screw up, I still elevate somehow. What is yeah. it? I got to figure this out and bottle it. And what I found was I was taking everything that would stop normal human beings because I don't think of myself as normal, honestly. And I, and I don't want to take people to take this the wrong way. I think a lot of myself as far as my ability, like I, I feel like I can accomplish a lot and I don't know where it came from, but it's a superpower. And so I take everything that would stop normal human beings, pull them back, slow them down. I stick it in my tank. I store it right in my fuel tank instead of my trunk where it would weigh me down. And I convert it into rocket fuel for my future. So that where, when, when instead of resiliency, where you get back to the original form, I go way past that. 
Once I became aware of this, I was able to bottle this. And now my graph has gone up on a rocket ship trajectory instead of just a flat, like a slight elevation. And it's changed everything. And everybody around me has been elevated. And everybody I come in contact to that is willing to listen is elevated. And that's what it's all about, man. So that's, that's how I do it. That's my mission. My, my mission is to create unstoppable people, show them that there's nothing that can stop you if you convert everything into fuel. You know, um, I absolutely love that, man, because I, 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 have, I have probably made more money in my life by people telling me I can't do something <laughs> than any, any other piece in, in, in it as well. Um, but I, I, you know, I love the fact that you're bottling it so you can teach it to others. But I know a lot of times as coaches and a lot of programs that are out there for people to work on themselves, we talk about mentality, right? We talk about um, that's usually where everybody starts. Oh, you got to get in your mindset, right? And I agree with it 100% because generally we can do a lot more things than we're, we, we accomplish. For one, by taking action, first of all, take action and fail. I, I think that fear to fail a lot of times is what holds a lot of people back. Yeah. And setting the, setting the target high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, those two things really getting clear on what you want is my favorite thing. Clarity. Yeah. You got to get clear on what you want, man. And, and once you get clear on what you want and commit to it. So there's some C's here, C words, clear, commit, and then consistency and consistency is important because some people will go through and it doesn't seem to be working or they don't see progress and they don't see results and they quit. They use the Q word quit. (laughs) <laughs> but if you stay with consistency and know, here's point A, where I am. And part of, the, part of that clarity comes from what you want, but also assessing where you are currently, right? Financially, mentally, where are you right now? Because if you don't know where you are, you're not going to be able to go from A to B because you don't know where A is. So yeah. A to B, and then understand in between there is just some shit you got to go through. <laughs> I, and, but, you're, but also, you know, and my son will say this, you'll hear him. I, I heard him tell other kids this, like, he's like, you didn't fail. You just know a way not to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so he hears me because he hears me. I repeat that to him. I'm like, you're not, you, the only time you fail is when you quit. Yep. You know, I was like, you, it, but I think that, that, um, that work consistency is one. It's not, it's not sexy in marketing, right? It's not quick fix. It's not diet pill, lose 40 pounds in three months. Right. It's not that at all, but the consistency is where the success is in my mind, because a lot of us know what to do. We, how to do it's easier in any time in the history of the world, right? I was thinking about this the other day, knowing what to do and then, and and then doing it are a lot more important right now than how to do it because you got resources everywhere, right? You got, you got people that you can go to. There's more, there's more information providers than ever in the history of the world. And we have more access to it at our fingertips than ever before, but that consistency of, okay, I'm going to do the right thing more than a day, a week, a month, three months, six months, a year. And then I would say one other thing that I would say that to do at that point is have a reassessment. You talked about where you're at and where you want to go, but you need to reassess along the way so that you mm-hmm. can feel the progress, right? Yeah. Paying attention to the measurables, you know, yeah. you gotta- and, and you've got a great idea. You take action on it. Go back and reassess if that was a great idea at the end of the way, right? Because yep. we don't take we don't take action on ideas because we think they're going to fail, right? Right? Or if we think they're the best idea, but in, in in six months from now, I don't know if you've ever read a book a second time, but I every time I read a different book that I read previously and a different part of my life, I get something different out of it. Now the the words in the book didn't change, 
right? Yeah, my yeah, my yeah. mentality, my 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 learning, my thought processes, my life experiences have changed, and it changes the words in the book. Yeah, you so know what I think reading, that reassessment's important. Yeah, when I'm reading a book, I always look back at my life and see how I implemented those things or didn't implement those ideas. Yeah, and then I can say, "Whoa, that's why I had success there, or that's why I didn't do good there." So yeah, I'm I'm always assessing, man. I I assess daily. You yeah, know, this is something for you for listeners. You know, at the end of the day, if you're not taking a five minutes even and thinking about what you accomplished that day, what targets did you have for yourself that day? Family, spiritual, physical, financial, professionally, whatever it is, and you're not assessing each day, and you wait until either something happens bad, yeah, or you wait till the end of the week, month, year. That's way too late, man. You can correct things each day if you take the opportunity to do that, and it only takes five minutes. So every day I'm thinking about my day. Okay, what did I accomplish today? How did I do today? You know, what do I need to do tomorrow to step it up? What areas was, was I weak in? Hey, did I have success and strength in some areas because that's momentum and I want to carry that momentum forward. I don't want to lay off. So if everybody can do this, it changes the game. You know, I love to say what you put light on shines, right? Yeah. So what you pay attention to increases. So yeah. if you want that in family, you want it in, in work, if you want it in, you know, health, whatever you want it in, uh, if you pay attention and measure it and have assessment, you're not going to be an all-star every day, but have an assessment to say, okay, what went right? What went wrong? Minor adjustments are really where the success is. Problem yeah, is that yeah. we sell, you know, we, we get marketed massive adjustments and we think that's going to be the, you know, if I buy this, I'll be fine. Right. In my mind. Yeah. Everything that's ever come great in my life is because of consistency. Something that I did yeah. over and over and over again. And I didn't like doing it all the time. And I didn't want to do it all the time, but I did it anyway. And yeah. so that's a, that's a big lesson. And you, you mentioned something else. There's information out there for us and, and this and that. I don't believe that there's a, there's a lot of digital video courses out there. And I use them and I have some. I don't think they're as effective as they should be. I think they're missing the mark. I think there's a lot of people making money that are great marketers on these courses, but the people that are taking the courses aren't having the success that they should. Yeah. Under 20% of the courses are completed. And so I saw a massive problem with this, by the way. So I'm, I'm a co-founder of a company, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned this to you or not earlier, but uh, it's called Blueprinted. And it start, it's B-L-O-O printed. And we're about 60 days from launch right now. And what this system is, if you can imagine, Cody, going back to your life and your businesses and your finances and all that. This allows people that have had success in their life that can document that success, reverse engineering it step by step by step in a project management format, right? So here's step one. After step one, do step two, but don't do step two until the next day. And then step three, you get to step three. This might happen or this might happen. If this happens, do this. If this happens, do that. And follows you all the way through to the end to the success. So basically guaranteeing success, just add action. This is a, this is a disruptive product that we're putting out it's not going to, there's not going to be, there's not anything like it out there right now. And if you can just imagine knowing, cause I watch video courses sometimes and I'm like, what, what do I do next? Or what, what now? What's the first <laughs> step? Yeah. But if we had all the steps and people could just follow that from successful people that were verified success and the blueprint was real. Imagine the success that we can create throughout the world. You know, I love that because the, the, the pathway doesn't need to be a trailblazer, right? Like there wow. are trailblazers. The trailblazers make the headlines. Okay. The guy, you know, uh, but it, the trailblazers a lot of times will make the headlines, but it's generally, there's already a pathway that you can follow. And I think that having people surround you, one of the things that I say is like, you're an average of your five closest friends. Right. And so, 
if it, you've got to the people that you're around, the people that you talk to, the ones that in what you talk about all have an important part of it. The mentors that you choose to follow. If you want to go into an industry, you want to go into a job, whatever it is, find somebody who's very successful in that industry, in that job and follow their path. You can make it your own, but understand that there are a lot of the pitfalls have been found along the way. And I think that's extremely important about what you're talking about with the blueprint is that you're taking people who have had success and teaching it. I was in some of those co coaching courses and uh, those uh, groups, right? And the the funny thing was, they were like, the content doesn't even really matter. It's how much you know traffic can you drive? And I was sitting there and I was like, it made my blood boil because you're beginning with the product that, that you don't care what the results are. You just care if you can scream yeah. the loudest on Facebook. Yeah, marketers, marketers are winning and the, and the people that buy the product aren't. And that's a problem to me. Yeah, well, it's you know, been, I, but I was in real estate investing in 2004, five, six. It was the same thing then. You were 97% more likely to buy a real estate investment course, a second one, than you were to ever buy an investment property. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I, a problem, man. Yeah, you know, they're telling so, false information. The banks will just give you the money if the house is worth so much. That's not yeah, true. Yeah. It's not yeah. even set up. It's legally not even that way. They, it's purchase price or appraisal, not whichever one you want to pick right yep. you know and like yep. yeah they're hard money lenders but they never talked about any of that stuff right yep. or these houses are on every block it's like no nah, man you got to really know how to find these things or find somebody who finds them professionally as a wholesaler right yeah um, so so when when you have a situation where you have the blueprint to success from someone it's verified and then people can buy these in a marketplace which we're creating and then rate them yeah. Right. Like if you have a page, let's say you have a profile, just like on Facebook or something. I, I love that. Cause that's one thing that's been missing on a lot of this stuff. Yeah. You have a blueprint, <laughs> several blueprints, whatever you want to put together, like an RV, how to, how to build an RV business with multiple locations. Right. Yeah. It could be something as elaborate as that. People can go on there and rate you and comment on what the blueprint did for them. And the marketplace will take care of itself, yeah. you know? And so yeah, absolutely. I, to, to me, the people that are not, not full of shit and they're going to rise to the top and the people that are full of shit just won't be there. And that's, that's what the purpose of this is. Yeah. If there's no results, what's the point of doing it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right? and look, if, if I knew, and if you knew the stuff that we went through, sometimes you got to learn on your own, but there's things yeah. in our life that we learned from other people that we didn't make mistakes with. And yeah. it was so much easier and we were able to be so much more successful. So my life, we, you know, I, I had a mortgage company that fell apart at one point. And it fell apart because it lacked culture. Yeah. And I didn't have the blueprint. Like I just went, man. I was a grinder, hustler. I just went. I didn't have mentors back then. I just went and I made a <laughs> lot of mistakes, cost a lot of money. But if I had the blueprint and once we did this with the, the group that we have now, I mean, we had the blueprint to success. And it's just like, yeah. by the way, clarity leads to success. And it also leads away from stress, yeah. away from anxiety. There's so much benefit to clarity, man. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing where you're going, it's easy to take away the noise. Yeah, yeah you know? 100%. <laughs> I thought I was really successful too when I had my mortgage company and then I was really bad at running a business. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to shift gears real quick. So um, as we're talking about this and you're talking about lighting the fire with people and giving them these things are the tools they already have, how would you describe that to parents that are listening to this if they want to instill some of these things with their kids? Because it's not the same, right? Yeah. If I'm... If I'm a business owner, I'm struggling and you're offering, hey, man, I'm gonna give you some clarity and show you how to stop struggling so much. Like, I'm like, I'm desperate to get that, right? But as a kid, you're not really in that situation a lot of times. 
So in my mind, you know, I'm probably putting limiting beliefs on this, but like in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, if I want to set my kids up to be successful, to go do these things and, and to go out and conquer the world. And like you said, start unstoppable people, right? Build unstoppable people. As parents, I feel like that's our job. Yeah. Right. Yeah, is we're trying probably, to set yeah. them up. And I think we all want that, but as some people don't really have the what, right? We've talked about, I talked earlier about, you got to find people who know the what's like, what do you see as some of the more impactful things that you could do? And maybe even some of the stuff you're doing in your household. Cause I know you have, you have two kids too, right? Mm -hmm. And the who, and the who, man, the who's important. Oh yeah. To yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, here's the bottom line. The reason that parents aren't doing this is because they're not doing it for themselves. They're not clear on their finances. They're not assessing their situation. They're running from it instead. And when you run from something, it persists and it grows bad, right? And that's the problem. Leaders in my organization, I noticed that when, when my leadership team is not holding people accountable and I got to get on them about it, it's because they're not holding themselves accountable. So how are the parents supposed to teach the kids anything when they're not teaching themselves anything and they're yeah. not holding themselves accountable? And so that's the problem that I see. Let's start with the foundation before we really get into it. Let's look at the foundation and figure out why the parents aren't doing it right now. And I know the reason, and it's 95%. I don't know the exact number, but it's got to be up there that they're not holding themselves accountable. They're not clear. They're not assessing their situation. And they're, it's in the they're, mirror. their financial place is a mess, dude. It's I in mean, the mirror. Yeah. I don't want to look at the, it's don't want to look at the mirror. 70 plus percent of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. How can they teach, you know, they don't have lessons to teach, man. Yeah. For well, so in my, in my thing, so if you're listening, I, I would challenge you that if that's in your situation, then start today. Like who, who doesn't, who wants to see you? I mean, who doesn't want to see you more successful than your own kids? Right. And if you're embarrassed to say, man, I'm, this is where we're at. Like then start today yeah, because like be, you said, it's not going to get better. Yes, yes. And then you're going to perpetuate it for them. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're yeah. literally teaching them to do the yep. situation that you don't want to discuss with them that they're going to go into next. Yep. Right. Like, yeah. and you, you may not, man, listen, I, I understand. I, I'm not being cold about being like, I don't, I don't sit down with my kids and give them all my bank statements and do all those kinds of things. Right. But I, I do talk to them. They have their, they have their three jar system, their saving, their, their spend money, their, you know, cause they're younger. Like, but if you want to learn something or go into it or start, if you want to, if you don't own a house and you want to buy a house, start learning how to buy a house, right? Start learning about putting away a certain amount of money. Start showing them, Hey, listen, you know, these are what we're going to do for real estate prices. This is what a mortgage is. This is how we're going to do this. We're going to find a, a professional you know, mortgage guy. We're going to find a real estate person. We're going to, this, we've, I've been doing research on how interest rates work. Like go learn it with them. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing too. The times that I've had the most anxiety in my life and the most insecurity in my life is because I didn't know something. Yeah. It's very simple formula, man. I like to keep things simple. So if you ever feel anxious, if you feel like insecure on something, then all you have to do is go get knowledge. Seek knowledge on that. Take the time to seek knowledge on it. Now, I'm speaking from experience, by the way, Cody. So just so everybody's listening knows, I'm not preaching to you. Yeah. I'm telling you things I've went through and I'm telling you what worked for me. And then I have a lot of mentors that are super successful people, not just in finances, but super successful relationship families. And they are telling me these same experiences. So take it from us, man. Yeah. And, yeah. I would say this, like what I usually do in my business, right. And, uh, is, you know, we come, we find a problem, you know, we, uh, we assess that problem and we come up with a solution and then we try it. Right. And what I found 
because building a company to $50 million a year, right? What I found was I made a lot of decisions and a lot of them I shouldn't have been making in my business because I was, I was a bottleneck. But uh, what I really found was I wasn't, it was very marginal whether I was more, and when I say I, I mean, as the company, like the company was more successful or I was more successful on the decisions that I made, whether I made them on the spot with the best information I had at the time, or I waited a month or three months to solve the problem or two weeks. But the time that I did the solution and I took action, I found whether I was right or wrong faster. And then I was able to change. I was able to pivot back to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Most successful and, people make decisions quicker. And the way to do that, some people say, well, what about, you know, I'm not sure. I don't very simple, man. I make things so simple. Get a purpose, get clear on your purpose. Mine is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now when decisions come my way, does it go towards that or away from it? Okay. Make the decision. Bang. Simple as that. It, <laughs> That's the clarity amazing. you're talking about. That's why yeah. I lit up when you said clarity earlier. Cause I'm like, if it doesn't fit in this line that I want, then it doesn't matter. Everything else is noise. Yep. You know, and I'm not yep. going to stress over noise. I'm going to do the things that, you know, for me, like it's easiest for me to, I'd rather come in and have one very impactful action that I took in a day than to be there for 10 hours and do a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter. Well, here's another thing for you. I'll go over something real quick with you. So yeah. there's different levels of being right. And when, when somebody is at the lowest, now, by the way, there's acute, which is sometimes right. A short period of time, acute or chronic that's all the time. And if you think about injuries, or pain in people's bodies. They talk about chronic pain or acute mm. pain. And most of the time you have acute pain, which is something that goes away in a short period of time. So the different levels of being, you start at the lowest level, right? This level of being is somebody that sees a problem that comes or they don't even see the problem. They don't do anything about it. It's like this pen right here. It's just sitting there. And you've seen people like this. They just lay in bed. They don't even look for problems. The next level up, which is better. Every time we go up, it's better, right? The next level up is somebody that complains about it. They see a problem. And they complain about it and it come, becomes contagious, negative. It, it, it grows and grows and grows. It becomes easier to do. The next level up from that is somebody like a, like kids. You'll notice with your I feel kids. like that complaint bucket's pretty big. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a big, that's a big <laughs> that's, wide one. That's probably the majority. <laughs> the, the, the next level up, the next level up is somebody that asks for help. Now, help is a good thing. You cannot get help if you don't believe help is a good thing and you don't want help. But you should try to solve the problem first. I would say, plus, if you're asking for help, at least you're moving in the direction of solution, right? Yes, that's why it's higher. That's yeah. why it's higher on the wrong. But yeah, yeah. but the kids, if you notice with your kids, have you ever heard your kids say, where's my shoes? I don't know. Have you looked? No, I, I don't know. I don't see them. You know, they, they ask for help before they try, before yeah. they try to solve the problem. So that's, so that's the lower level of that one. And then the next one is people try to solve a problem. They do their best. They just don't have the ability to. Then they ask for help. And then the next one up from that is a problem solver. They see a problem, they fix it, they solve it. Now, there's one more higher than this, but people don't think about this one. This is the highest level of being. This is the most successful people out there. This is the people that you want to be around, surround yourself with. You want to hire if you can. Do you know what that one is? Preventative. Yeah, they go to the source of the problem, mm -hmm. right? They find the source, like what's causing the problem? Screw, screw fixing the problem. What, yeah. what caused the problem? Let's knock that out. We won't have the problems anymore. Yeah, so, to kill, so preventatively kill the problems before you get them. That's yes, yeah. yeah. So I, I always run through this with myself and my employees, my family. I'm like, okay, where are we on the on the level of being right? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be down here. Like, and and sometimes we all acutely fall into complaining. Sometimes, yeah, 
right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a good <laughs> assessment of yourself. So no, I love that, dude. I, we got to end on that. Uh, but I absolutely love that. I will tell you one thing that, um, you know, I got my, my kids have asked me over the years, you know, and, uh, you know, do you want to be Superman? Do you want to be, you know, do you want to fly? What power would you have? And they always ask me like, like, I'm like, do you know what our superpower is as Laughlin's? And they're like, what? I go, we're problem solvers. Yeah. And so I've been instilling that on my kids about, we don't, we, we, we solve problems. That's what yep. we do. Yep. And yep. so that's what they think their superpower is. Now you got to so, level up. Now you got to yeah. level them up to the source yeah. go- finders. Source, source <laughs> finders. That's it. I love it. Now, mind you, he does ask where his cleats are every single baseball game. <laughs> Maybe yep. half the time they're sitting right next to him and he's like, yep. you know, yep. but still, so, but <laughs> Their yeah, brains I, are uh, still developing, <laughs> yeah. but I love that. And I mean, you know, our words have, our words have power where they're, when they're long, young like that, because that, uh, for me, it's not to tell them that they're problem solvers. Cause I want them to see the world that way. Yeah. Right. Cause that's where yeah. the opportunity is. Yep. Problem solvers get paid by the people that do the complaining. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, well, listen, man, Mike, I appreciate you so much, man. Hey, I want to give you a chance too for people that are listening that want to find out more about what you do. uh, And, and I'd I'd like to kind of say who should find you and where do they find you at? Yeah. The best place is on Instagram. If you're on Instagram or, or LinkedIn um, either place, but on Instagram, I'm at uh, Mikey C rock C R O C. Okay. Mikey C rock. Uh, and, and be following me because this blueprint thing is coming out very soon. And some other projects that we're in, in the tech space, it's just phenomenal. We're, we're opening up going after uh, younger kids to get their minds thinking about big ideas for tech. Man, and we that. really want to start mentoring kids. And my partner, uh, Jared, Jared Yellen is uh Sela labs. It's a, it's a tech incubation company. He's got this mission to help. And I, I just joined into it. I'm like, dude, I'm all in. I'm committed to helping the young youth find tech problem or problems that, that tech can solve and let, let's make it happen. So please, please come out and follow me and go get that rocket fuel book. Man. I love that dude. That's uh, see, that's why I told you offline before we started. I said, my whole goal with this is so that we can get our kids solving problems because they don't, they don't know what the world hasn't told them. They can't solve them yet. And they haven't told them that's just the way the world is. So they're going to challenge things. And I love that you guys are doing that project, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much. I'll, uh, we're going to come back with the high impact series. Make sure that you're going out, you're listening to this and you start to have these conversations with your kids and you become a money talkers household. So thanks, Mike. Thanks, Cody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker